Hello, Brad here. Just to say we're super proud that the Friday 5pm podcast is sponsored by the Malt Miller, the UK's best home brew store. We use the Malt Miller for all of our homebrew experiments, as well as tapping them up for advice and binging on their awesome YouTube channel all the time. That's why whenever we release a homebrew video, we put a recipe kit live on the Malt Miller, so you can brew with the exact same amazing ingredients that we did. The same ingredients used by pro brewers. So alongside the Malt Miller's nitro-flushed hops, cold-stored yeast and milled-to-order malts, you can pick up recipe kits for our Five Points Best Bitter, Russian River West Coast IPA, and now the fastest beer in the world, a hazy session IPA that goes from grain to glass in less than 48 hours. Sign up to their newsletter at tinyurl.com forward slash maltmiller to get 5% off your first order. With the Malt Miller's amazing customer service and Johnny's 48-hour recipe, you could order the ingredients on a Monday and be drinking the beer by the weekend. Speaking of which, it's Friday. It's 5pm. So enjoy this week's Friday 5pm podcast. Hey beer fans, welcome back to another episode of Friday 5pm with your man Brad here and your other man Johnny over there living down the phone line once again on a Friday. What a what an intro. Oh, the other man. The other guy. I love the it. main guy. <laughs> the the head on show. Uh the guy that brings the, the power to the table. Um yeah. Pe- beer eh, Johnny? Beer podcast. Yeah, what a thing. <laughs> Nailing this. <laughs> um how are you bradley how, how's your week in beer been can i live vicariously through you given that i'm not drinking um no because i haven't really been drinking either uh in solidarity thanks man well, i'd like to say in solidarity mainly because uh, i've just been working and stuff and I, I just didn't really find the time to drink which is probably a bad thing isn't it um yeah but you're not you're not drinking alcohol um you're in a sort of groundhog day uh 2020 hasn't ended for you has it johnny you're just you're just in a never-ending monotony of low alcohol low to no alcohol beers do you know what initially i was really enjoying it i was caught up in the novelty of all these low alcohol beers and trying them and looking into the science of how they're made I interviewed uh, an expert about the effects of alcohol on our bodies and had a terrifying time hearing what it was doing to me. And I was enjoying all of that. Well, maybe less so the, the terrifying bits. But now that, I mean, the novelty is well and truly worn off and I'm desperate for a, a proper beer. Like a couple of them, a couple of these low alcohols have hit the spot. But somehow, even though like the actual ritual is the same, it doesn't have the same effect there's something intangible which is probably just the intoxication but it just it still feels different like a if you know there's no alcohol in there that's almost more powerful than the fact that there is no alcohol in there you just you kind of feel like it's not going to have the same effect and i'm struggling to get rid of that that bias do you think you would feel happier drinking it in you know in the sweet ignorance of of not knowing if it had alcohol in it Obviously, you can taste the alcohol in it if it's got alcohol in it. But if they actually made a, a no alcohol beer that tasted like it had alcohol in it, would that be okay with you? I mean, there's definitely beers that I've tasted that taste like they have alcohol yeah. alcohol in, where it, it would be a little bit tricky to tell it apart from an alcoholic beverage. 
Um, I, I guess, yeah, if, if I was handed a beer and told it was alcoholic, that would be more joyful yes. than if I knew it wasn't. Yeah, it's like a placebo effect type thing. Almost like... Um, yeah, 100%. You know, if you were in a bar or you were just with your mates and almost like a group thing where... Like, what you know, in uh, animals, like a lot of animals do this, where if you yawn at them, they'll yawn at you back. Or they might slow blink at you because it's a. These are all sort of social signals that we give out. We don't even know it. That are um a, just just letting the people that you're with know that you're not a threat to them and that you're at ease. And it's a psychological thing. Um, you know. Yeah, I mean, no, nobody can see somebody yawn and not yawn back. Exactly right. That's you'd have to be a, a sociopath to be able to do that. <laughs> is it like? Is it akin to? Eating a, a sugar-covered donut and and not licking your lips, which is impossible. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yes. yes. Exactly. It's right up there with the donut. Oh, test. the donut test. Um, I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure there have been studies done into where where they did trick people. They they were given low alcohol or alcohol-free beer, but told there was alcohol in there. Yeah, man. The, and they've acted as if they were getting an that I've definitely part of the effect of alcohol. I've, I've heard of that for sure. And there's, yeah, totally. Like people, you, you're, you're, the power of the mind is, is so powerful. I was talking to a friend about this the other day and we were just saying that we, we do generally believe that having a positive attitude, if you're not, if you're not well, you know, if you've got a serious illness or whatever, positive attitude, positive thinking can have a real effect on your health. Like, and I think clinically it's been proven. So I think that... The, the well, that's why they do the placebo, placebo test, yeah, don't they? They just give a drug to somebody and not give a drug to somebody. Yeah. They also give placebos to see if it's if there's a, a positive psychological effect that's being had because you know you're taking the drug. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the ritual um, and everything that you're... I think you're, you're just being a bit crushed by life at the minute because you're, you know there's no alcohol in your beer, mate. So... Um, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say I'm being crushed by come life, on, Johnny. But that might be oversetting no, the uh, no. the the drama that I'm going through. Yeah, you um, did get a parking ticket. Like, I mean, the, way I, the other day, so I, <laughs> that always it was an outrageous parking ticket, yeah. and I will pay it begrudgingly. <laughs> um, that's the kind of rebel I am. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I've honestly, genuinely enjoyed the first two weeks. It's just now, and particularly as things get a little bit more stressful, a little bit more busy, that that low alcohol beer just isn't quite cutting the mustard. Um, and I'm I'm literally counting down the days on Twitter. In fact, most days I'm posting how many days it is because I just somehow need people to know the the struggle. Yes. It's it's weird because I'm not a guy that needs attention, but apparently sober me really, really does, <laughs> um, which is kind of the, the, the wrong way around. Usually it's the people who are drunk that are demanding your attention. But there we go. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm I'm doing well. I mean, all of this struggle will make hopefully for a great video when I finally get on to the beer again. I've also literally in my fridge, I've laid out what I'm going to be drinking on the first day that I can. I'm just I'm just picturing um, you right now, like um, Robert De Niro in Cape Fear as Max Caddy, who's like this psycho guy that's in jail that's been put there for, um, you know, like, uh, you know, he, he shouldn't have gone to jail or whatever, or he thinks he shouldn't have gone to jail and he blames the lawyer that got, that got him put in there. And he's 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 just training every day. He's counting down the hours till he's allowed to get out of jail so he can go and murder this guy. And you're you are Max Caddy, 
a very intense young De Niro that's uh, you're going to murder some beers, mate, when you get to the end of this month. What do you reckon? The uh, Yeah, they don't stand a chance. <laughs> their days are numbered. Um, and also the next bit of footage that's shot in my kitchen, you'll see me where I've scratched the number of days that I've been doing it into the wall. <laughs> Um, can you please do like can you do a cell. montage of that with you doing push-ups <laughs> and uh, just like maybe drawing yeah like numbers on the wall push-ups and then the theme the really amazing theme tune from Cape Fear um yeah man that'd be awesome do that in the video yeah. let's do it I'll buy the rights because we make enough from from doing this um right let, let's get back on topic Aww. um this week's video was, I put a tweet about this actually, because I was delighted that we could put a video out about a very niche, very underhopped, very historic beer style. And it was still super popular. It's still views were up 60% on our average. Wowza. So I don't know whether it's like Allagash wit, whether it's people going, actually, what the hell is wit? Um, or whether it's people there to hear your terrible pun at the start. It's, it's exactly that, mate. People are there to hear what's wit got to do with it. That's that's solely why they 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 they, they checked fun. into it. They were like, eh, not sure about this. Then they heard that that gold from Brad, and they were like, I'm staying. Right. And then I say nothing else of use for the whole video, but we we do <laughs> go into the history and and kind of all the amazing weird sort of things. Why why it's such a unique style that's that's not really represented a lot in craft beer bars in certainly in the UK anyway. Yeah, although a lot of the comments were from people in parts of the world where wit is pretty popular. Yeah. So that's, you know, like like the Russian guy who messages to say that he wished there was more New England IPA in Russia. You know, there, there is regional differences in beer tastes and, and the success of different brands, which is heartening. It's, heart- really it's heartening. heartening. It's, to me, it's like, it's kind of mind-blowing as well, because I would have thought that, um, you know, craft beer scene at this point would have you know generally homogenized around the world and uh we we all would have been sort of on the same playbook uh you know going down the hazy trail and all the rest of it but it's great to know that there are these you know like we talked about i think it was last week about you know maybe a couple of weeks ago the, like you said the russian guy that was was enjoying um ipa and, and wishing he'd get more of it like that's mind-blowing um yeah. you know just to, to sort of get a different beer perspective like that um someone that's passionate about beer but there's just their their, their whole sort of country and scene is at a different stage um kind of amazing but yeah cool cool stuff This summer, I'm going to be hosting talks at the Manchester, Bristol and London Craft Beer Festivals, giving festival goers the chance to attend tutored tastings, rare beer pours, meet the brewers and even guided tours of the bars. These three festivals are the highlights of my events calendar, featuring some of the world's best breweries with delicious restaurant pop-ups, great music and a really welcoming party atmosphere. It's the third year I've been hosting the We Are Beer Tastings table, but for the first time I'm delighted to offer all of our listeners, viewers and Patreons £5 off a ticket when you use the code CBC5. Just hit the link in the description to buy. See you there. So the the other cool thing that came out of that video that sort of went through the history of wit 
Um, well, before I get into the other cool thing in the comments, I should say uh, that lots of people did pick up the fact that we didn't mention Hogarden, really. Mm. Um, and, you know, Hogarden was created by a guy called Pierre Sellis. Um, and apparently when he first created it, it was it was a beautiful beer and it brought Whitbeer you know, back from the dead almost. There were no Whitbeers being produced, particularly in, in the village of Hogarden, which is where it sort of fam- was famously made. Um, but he, he sold it to a large macro concern and um, I think the beer, against his will, got, you know, probably quite literally watered down and the ingredients weren't the quality that he wanted and stuff. So um, he actually founded a new brand, which I think is called Celis. Um, which is apparently great, but I haven't tasted either Celis or the original Hogarden. I've only tasted the modern Hogarden, which kind of sucks. And on the Craft Beer channel, we try to make a point to only really talk about stuff we've actually tried yeah. to avoid feeding into hype and stuff like that. So we didn't really talk about it. We should have referenced it. So that was a bit of a mistake on our part, but that's why we didn't go into it. Um, but something we did talk about and clearly didn't know a lot about is Curacao Orange Peel Brand. Oh, dude. Yeah. So, I mean, do you want to read your comment about the, the, the sort of orange stuff or... Yeah, well, I mean, there were lots of comments, weren't there, about... So we we sort of mentioned how it was slightly strange that dried orange peel and coriander made it into these beers, but that coriander in particular can be grown in southern Europe. Um, we got people saying that actually it can be grown almost anywhere. It's not, you know, an exotic plant. It it can grow almost anywhere. But in particular, we got lots of people explaining why the oranges might have been there. Because oranges, you know, Spain is what's famous for oranges. Um... And we got lots of people such as Birdie Matats who said um, not only was the Netherlands one of the great trading ports at the time, they were also ruled by the Spanish. Therefore, Spanish-grown products would have been the norm as the ruling majority would have wanted their home comforts. So, yeah, clearly, you know, the Netherlands and Belgium and, and Northern France would have had access to these these ingredients because of the, the power of Spain and the attraction of um, Netherlands as a, as a trading port. And on that sort of, you know, trading kind of tip um and you know colonies and all that kind of stuff another interesting thing is that you know curacao which is the the type of oranges that are in allagash white um come from the 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 island of curacao which it was a a colony of the netherlands which is obviously next door to belgium um and i we i don't know for sure but potentially uh the the borders may have been a little bit different to, to modern times so it's it, well they, i mean lots of people speak dutch in belgium yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of you know that lowland area um is is a, a wild mix of cultures yeah so it's 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 cool to think that you know all that time back in history they had these trade routes going on where you could you could you know get be bringing in oranges or you know products of oranges from curacao halfway around the world um, and bringing them to a, a beer, which was you know consumed by local folk, it must have been mind blowing yeah. to try to try that sort of flavours um, in a beer. And it does it does kind of ruin the idea of these farmhouse wits because that's definitely how it started. Like you were using gruit, this you know the before hops were used, we were using spices and peels and all kinds of different stuff to flavour it, and that would have been stuff that you had on the farm available. So that farmhouse ideal that we find very romantic in brewing today would have died pretty early as soon as the oranges came along and everyone's like, well, that tastes much better. Yes, mate. Going to stop adding rosemary. <laughs> um, what was I thinking about? I was thinking about the Dutch, right, and their strange liquors, liqueurs that they have. So they've, they, 
they have curacao which or blue curacao which is orange flavored liqueur which is it uses bitter oranges um from curacao um but then i was thinking they also do advocar which i did a bit of googling and advocar which which i quite enjoy um of of a christmas time uh consumed with you know equal parts advocar and lemonade to make a snowball which basically tastes a bit like a sort of lemon meringue pie um in very much in a similar way to allagash white so th- there's something there in that kind of lowlander flavor palette um that in their beer and in their you know uh liqueurs and stuff they love that kind of thick velvety eggy lemony citrusy notes which i i, I think is is very interesting well i i do think though that um the whip beers being made back then wouldn't have tasted anything like allagash whip because no. they'd have had their own natural yeasts it would have been sour and funky as well yeah yeah but maybe it Not would have had that yogurt but nowadays nowadays for sure for sure yeah um yeah, so thank you everybody that commented on that and taught, taught us a little bit of history um, and how beer is, uh, you know, very much influenced by the the, the trade routes that were around um, from sort of the 13th, 14th century as, as those trade routes started to open up. It really influenced the, the beer flavours that were happening and ended up with several of the styles that we have today, such as wit, which I think is one of the most underrated styles and, and most delicious sort of paintable styles outside of you know, Pilsner and Hellers. Definitely, mate. Um, On that tip, we had uh, my, my comment was from Roy Fex, who uh, said, such an underrated style. Glad you chaps are giving it some love. I remember Daya did a vanilla wit a few years back, and since then I've brewed a wit a few times at home with a small addition of vanilla, one of my favourite home brews. It helps boost the creaminess that you refer to in this video, but remember to keep it subtle to prevent it from becoming a pastry wit. Mate. Isn't that an idea? A pastry wit? It's a terrible idea. <laughs> uh, like wit, like I just said, is like something you want to crush in a pint. Yeah. I don't. I don't want to pastrify it. I want it. I guess you don't want it, it too heavy. Yeah, like lots of the sweetness in wit is perceived. It's actually quite dry, and that's what I really, really like about the beer. It's cr- it's dry and crushable, even though it, it's got that lemony kind of freshness to it. Um, I, on the other hand, would I mean I love I love wit beer, but I I would I would like a pastry wit. I'd like to see someone make that, and I'd like to for it to taste like um, a snowball, um, you know, like a really hyped up version of of uh, of Allagash, but but extra extra sort of um, maybe maybe it has uh, lactose in it, so it's got a kind of milky um, creaminess quality to it to give that cream sodery kind of mouthfeel and sweetness um it, it could be disgusting it probably would be disgusting but i'm interested hey well as we ramp up our homebrewing content maybe at some point we'll get to the vanilla wit um <laughs> I'll, I'll agree to it if you promise not to make more puns that don't make any sense um i can well, deal with with it johnny see that's a good one I'd, I'd i'd happily have that in the video i'm i'm down with that <laughs> Um, anyway uh, while we're on the topic of the lowlands there's there's a bit of a bit of sad news to come out of of Belgium in the Aachel which is a a a great Trappist brewery has lost its Trappist uh, designation 
um, because the last of the brewers who were overseeing the brewing process um, have now retired from that role. Um, Damn. I don't think I you can retire say from he, being a monk. He died in a in a sort of pool in a brewing of, um, yeah, like a pool of uh, acid or something. I thought it'd be more think... dramatic, Johnny. He's just retired. No, sorry, happily. just they just you know they've happily retired. I'm afraid. Um, well, you would have thought like Arshiel would, would be able to to sort of get another monk involved, right? Well, no, there's be... a big crisis in um, the monking industry because Damn. very few young people are choosing the life of monking. The monk life. Yeah. Wow. Um, so, you know, if you are of that religious persuasion and you're not quite sure what to do with your life, uh, if you could go to brew school and then become a monk, um, that would be really <laughs> helpful for us to keep the Trappist traditions alive. Or maybe maybe you're an out-of-work brewer and you, you just want to make really great beer and you, you're quite good at lying. Um, maybe well, I feel, go like, I feel like God would see through that and he'd spoil your batches. Is there a God, Johnny? Who can say? Who can say? Well, well, if you want to be a monk, you'll have to. You'll have to say. Uh, <laughs> well, you can say it, but if you it. don't believe it, then uh, that's all good. Um, I, I think. I think they should apply for a monk. That'd be fun. We could do. We could do like a sort of, um, you know, find me a monk uh, type TV format where it's it's like. Have you have you seen the the TV show? I think it's called Find Me a Wife, and it's all about farmers that live in very rural places that uh, don't have any any ladies around them, or they're incredibly shy and sort of live a hermetic lifestyle, um, basically because they just hang about with their uh, with their flock of sheep or uh, yeah whatever. So we should do a Find Me a Monk, or, or we could crowd monk crowdfund for a monk. <laughs> I like it. Um... Well, that, that's the more trendy way to do it. I can't believe, can we call I can't it believe crunk? Trappist breweries aren't crowdfunded. Can we call it, it a, a, crunk? a crunk? Yeah. I think that's a different thing, Brad. I'm not going to say what I think it is. Um... <laughs> Crunking is different. <laughs> Crunking's not rude. It's just a dance style. It's not a particularly rude dance style. Right? Am I? Oh, no. I, I was thinking of when, you, when you're crying and you're drunk. <laughs> right. I think that's crunking. Because you, you're sad and you're drunk. I mean, crunk is a type of hip-hop music characterised by repeatedly shouty catchphrases and elements typical of electronic dance music, such as prominent bass. Um, oh, and it's, and it's uh, an adjective for very excited or full of energy, Johnny. So, um, Well, we need to add to the dictionary yeah. that crunking is also crowdfunding for another monk. And crying while drunk. To join a Trappist <laughs> and crying while drunk, of course. That's Lil it. John. I bet that's on Urban Dictionary. Lil John is a main protagonist of Crunk. He's very famous for going, "Oh yeah," but like, like in a less sort of girly way than I just said it. I I, I didn't want to <laughs> shout out my girlfriend's on a on a conference call, so I didn't want to do a, a manly. Oh yeah, I can't remember how he says it. Even. I feel like that, that's not very in the spirit of Crunking, where you say it quietly because someone's on a conference call. It's not very Crunk attitude, is it, Johnny? No, it's not. Damn it, it's not. Um, anyway, as always, another bizarre diversion. <laughs> um, I, th- I think that's all we've, we've got for today's podcast. Is that? Oh no, we've got to advertise our live show, Bradley. Oh, you nearly bloody forgot the main point of it. I nearly forgot. Damn. Yeah, the whole reason we podcast to actually push people to our YouTube channel, and I forgot to do it. Um, so we're super, super excited to say that on the sixth of February. Uh, That's a Saturday at 8pm. We are going live again on our YouTube channel with another lockdown special with one of our favourite breweries in the world, Pressure Drop. 
Yes, mate. This is a big one. This is this is big and exciting. We've got an amazing list. We've got Pilsners, Pales, IPAs. Uh, we were going to have a Hefeweiss, but unfortunately, uh, they've had to delay packaging. It wasn't quite conditioned. Um, but we've still got a Sour and an Imperial Stout as well. So relatively diverse, absolutely stunning beer, Pressure Drop R. You know, quietly one of the best breweries in the UK. Um, and we'll be joined by uh, Sienna and Claire from the brewery. They're both amazing people. Uh, and it should be um, very silly and a lot of fun. Um, and you can buy that case from Pressure Drops website. Uh, we take a little cut. That's part of how we fund our channel. And obviously, um, lots of money goes to them. If you top up your order, so the box I think is £36. Uh, for eight beers if you top that order up to over 80 pounds which i know is a lot but if you do then they will give um a certain amount of funds in credit to an independent bottle shop to help independent bottle shops around the country so oh. you can you can get drunk for a good cause as nice. well with pressure that's drop. nice um so i'll put a link to that box in the show notes and a link to the video which is uh well a week tomorrow um if you're uh if you're um listening to this uh on the day that we released it uh and we will have an amazing amazing time that night so don't miss out anything anything to add brad or shall we wrap it up at a, a relatively restrained 24 minutes well not to blow you out of the water there johnny but we are putting out a patreon video today aren't we mate Yes, that's all already out. So uh, we should also say yes. There has never been a better time to join our Patreon and get access to our awesome Patreon forum on Discord, uh, and you can join that from one dollar and higher and join all the lovely, lovely beer geeks that are already there chatting about homebrewing and food and um, shit, doing bottle shares and chatting about mental health as well. It's a very safe space. It's it's a lovely place to be. Yeah, man, it's 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 phenomenal, and uh, it you know becoming a Patreon basically keeps the light, lights on at Craft Beer Channel, and it's it's how we function. Um, it's how we keep mm. making content throughout a global pandemic. So yeah, please do join our Patreon, and otherwise have an amazing weekend, and we'll see you on Wednesday for another exciting upload from the Craft Beer Channel. The Bubble Podcast is brought to you by the nerds behind YouTube's Craft Beer Channel. Head to youtube.com slash the Craft Beer Channel to watch this week's video and over 400 more exciting episodes. If you love what we do, please, please, please do subscribe and even join our Patreon at patreon.com slash craft beer channel. Love and beer. <laughs>